we're live. Hi, everybody. Welcome. How are you? Good. How are you? Wait, hang on. Hang on. Oh. Settings being what they are. Hang on. Let's see. Settings. Audio real quick. No. You know? There we go. There we go. Yeah. Perfect. I'm so excited. This is like so, so exciting. Like I've watched your AC journey and your coaching journey. And now you're traveling like all over the place. Just nonstop, right? East coast to the West coast or West coast to the East coast. Cause I'm from the West coast. <laughs> so like, first of all, thanks for coming on. I like, I'm just like starstruck. And I know that's probably like super. Oh, weird, don't but... be starstruck. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, first off, I got to say congrats to your guys' podcast. I mean, first off, it takes, you know, a lot to put your content out there, especially with you and your husband, Jason. You guys are doing absolutely amazing. You Thank know, you. just folding your laundry out there. That's what we call it. Right. And some of my yep. most powerful listening of the podcast is podcast that my wife and I did together to talk about our struggles, you know, and working together in a business and things like that. So kudos to you all for putting your content out there and being vulnerable. Thanks. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been something I tell you, like I never, I mean, I think we're up to like 50 subscribers on our, on our podcast, which is like, eh, you know, like it's, we, but we legit started with no following, no, know anything and so it's just been it's been really like eye-opening to me because I'm just a general person I'm just me and for somebody to tune in and be like oh I want to hear what they have to say it just blows me away like we're just normal people just doing normal stuff and sharing what we know and what we've experienced because ultimately what it comes down to is like there's so many people out there in this world who feel like they're the only ones who've been through a circumstance or and they just haven't yeah, hundred percent. And, you know, kind of piggybacking off what you said, you know, having those, those listeners and followers, you know, starting from ground zero and having none and having roughly about 50 now, you know, I know that it took a while for me to even get 50 listeners on my yeah. podcast. And then all of a sudden, you know, a lot of podcasters, they start getting discouraged because all they of do. a sudden you find out that, Hey, I put out content for the last two months and I got my mom listening to it, my brother, my sister, my aunt, my uncle, right? It's only my family members that are supporting me. Yeah. And you get defeated. And then all you of a do. sudden, it's that breaking point. And that's what happened with podcast HVAC Masters of the Hustle, right? Is five years ago, we started this journey and this venture. And I had a mindset of what I wanted to do with the podcast. But it's the consistency of me not giving up and you got to think five years, every single Monday HVAC masters of the hustle hasn't missed one episode, not yeah. one, no excuses, yep. nothing. And I think that's where podcast fell is not being consistent yep. and, and not putting out that content to their listeners. So every yep. single Monday or whatever day it is that you post that content, 
keep it there for them. Cause then what you're going to find out is that traction of listeners are yeah. going to be there and they're going to be waiting for that information, which you already finding out. Yeah, honestly. And so like, and so Jason and I sit down and record for three hours at a time. And it's really just us having conversations or about stuff about articles or things that trends that we've read in the news. And it's our perspective on it. That's really all it is. Like we're not, sh I don't feel like we're sharing gold mines or anything like that, but to get like an hour and a half of podcast content, it's three hours. Because by the time you chop down all of the ums and the ahs and the silences or the hang on, let me look you this do up, that? it's legit. It's funny. Uh, I, I love hearing that you do that, taking out the ums, the buts, and because people laugh at me and they're like, man, podcasts are supposed to be original and this and that. I've edited all my podcasts from day one and, and I got my family members that think I'm crazy because I don't let anyone else edit because it allows me to refresh my memory of what we talked about. Because when you're live like this, right, and you're talking – when you go listen to it a second time and you go through your edits, all of a sudden you're like, man, I didn't even pick up on that point. And yep. now all of a sudden you're creating more value for yourself and you're learning from your mistakes and just going over and, and perfecting what you do is very important, yeah. right? Body it language, is. tonality. Yep. And creating the shorts. So like, that's another like tip for like anybody is, value right now is shorts. So don't get offended if somebody, if you are, say for instance, because I do social media management, like brand branding for your web, for not your website, because that's, that's not my world. I live in social media land. So if you're looking for to grow your Instagram or your Facebook or your TikTok, whatever it is you're looking to grow, that's what I handle and manage. And it's an add-on to what you're already doing. It's a brand awareness campaign. And that's how you should think of social media. You shouldn't think of it as like a like make sales for you or anything like that. You should grow social media so that it's an add-on of brand awareness. So when somebody is driving down the street, they're like, oh, I saw their Facebook post or I saw them in the Facebook community or whatever. Like it should be a place of acknowledgement and yeah, put some stuff out for sales or whatever, but your social media stuff, don't be offended if somebody doesn't share your post because 97% of content right now that's being shared is short form films, short form content. So under 60 seconds, it's what's being shared. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. And it's crazy to me, Jennifer, is that when I go to these companies, I, I highly, highly, you know, agree with you of putting your content out there. Social media is a free platform that you could use. Okay. You can spend money and it will reach even more people. But utilize this platform that that has allowed myself and many other people in this industry not to just base yourself in a city, right? But now I'm not even nationally wide. Now I'm globally known where now I'm doing on-sites in different countries, Canada, you know, we're talking to companies in Australia now. And it's like, it's crazy what value you could, you could give to someone over social media. But what I was saying is it's crazy. I go to all these companies and I look at, you know, technicians, installers, comfort advisors, business owners, social media, and it doesn't even tell the story of what they do. No. You know? And that's crazy no. to me. I know. So social media, you basically, the, the formula that I follow is no like, trust, follow, phone call. And you're not going to get the follow phone call if you don't have the no like and trust. So you can't be going out there going, uh, phone call me, phone call me, phone call me, phone call me, purchase from me, purchase from me. They're not doing that because they don't like you, they don't know you, and they don't trust you. Mm -hmm. You you have to you have to match those first three 
in every single post that you make, if not all five of those in a single post. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Talk about, you know, maybe your your journey since you've been doing this podcast. I think it's pretty cool because podcasting has a lot of different obstacles and different things mm -hmm. of, you know, I'm not a big technology person, but if you walked in my studio, you would think I was a, a nerd with technology. And uh, right. the learning of everything took a lot. <laughs> Didn't it? Didn't I got, it though? Like, like cameras oh. looking at me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. Like, so I've got three shots sitting in front of me right now. And um, I chose this seat specifically because we've got our, our monitor. And, but yeah, there's, I mean, three cameras. I've got, and do you people would be like, dang, so you went to film school? Nah, <laughs> I'm certified via YouTube. Like, yeah, via YouTube. <laughs> So much yeah. value you could get off YouTube now. <laughs> right? Exactly. But no, it's, um, I really just, I mean, I, so I left the electrical company and I started social media management, which I was doing for the electrical company anyways, but it was like, I could do, I could be beneficial to the world if I helped more people. And I have such a crazy story background about my life. And everything that I've experienced, like most people don't realize that I'm a veteran myself and they don't Thank realize that like service. I'm a domestic. Say that again. Thank you for your service. Uh, absolutely. So like I'm a veteran. Um, I'm a domestic violence survivor. I've got three kids. We've got a blended family. We've got five total. Um, Jason and I like, you know, our backgrounds are just crazy. He's construction. I'm construction. It's like women in the trades. Like there's so much that we could talk about. Mm -hmm. and to not put yourself out there for a potential of one gaining subscribers and two having it essentially be some point in time you're going to get enough subscribers that it's mailbox money uh -huh. and all you have to do is sit down and record conversations that's it that's all that's you it. have to do so whether you were like hey every monday i'm going to sit down and i'm going to talk about my challenges with business or i'm going to sit down every monday and talk about um how to install something or if i'm just going to do a short clip a 60 second clip every Monday that says, Hey, don't forget to change your AC filter. Like it could be anything stupid. Like it doesn't have to be this huge grand thing. And you can start your podcast off your cell phone. You don't have to have all of this equipment. Correct. This is just like a, this was because I could not because I, I had to. I always tell everyone just start, right? Yep. Just throw up, use your phone. Everyone has a phone. I mean, let's get yep. real. Everyone has some type of phone. Majority of people have social media Right. Yep. And I think it's important for technicians. Uh, you know, you don't see it often, but I think you're already in the appointments. Like you said, what if you were to bring value to people that were following you and let them know, Hey, I got three appointments on my schedule today. The first right. one is a no heat, no cool. This is my mindset going in. This is my challenge that I'm probably going to be hit with. Stay yep. tuned in the middle of the appointment. Right. Yep. And in the middle of the appointment, you come out, you talk about it, and then you talk about the end result. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually had a technician headhunted from the electric company because he was doing this. You're setting yourself up to be like your, your boss who's looking at your social media, who you don't even is aware is that's watching you. You're like, you know, you're posting like maybe it's a, um, one of those, like, I forget what they call that, but it's like you record the whole install or whatever. And it's like super, you know, super speed. Yeah. Um, I forget what that's called, but like he was doing that kind of thing. And then he was like, you know, taking short form, just silly videos of like, if a, you know, he couldn't reach a panel because it was overgrown or whatever. He was like, you know, today in the jungle. And he was just being joking. 
but he got headhunted from our company because the other company that was like, we like his attitude. We like his mindset. We like his personality. Obviously he's doing jobs. You could see his before and after work in his content. Like as a technician, you'd be dumb to not start some type of channel about what you do for a living, how good you are at it, and how happy you are to go to work every day. Because the majority of people who are hired right now aren't happy to go to work. They don't want to be there. They, they legit would Isn't do anything crazy? besides what they do. That's crazy to me that people wake up every single day not wanting to do what they're going to do, right? When you work, you're at work eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours a day. And it's just crazy to me. I would never physically wake up and do a job that I don't want to do, that I feel imprisoned on, right? Yeah. So, so you got to ask your listeners is, is what you're doing right for you? Yeah. You know? And it, it might not be. And then the second thing is, is sometimes you might have to take that leap of faith and really dive in deep and see if this isn't the right opportunity, what do I have to do in order to get the right opportunity? Yeah. You know, I, 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 you know, this is a little story for, for the listeners. I just had a scenario with my older brother. So my older brother's almost 40. So he's up there with age for law enforcement. Okay. And he just graduated about a year ago, a year and a half ago from again, his bachelor's degree in criminal justice, completing the academy. But my mindset to him is if you got all the, you know, a job opens out a department and you got a hundred people trying to get that job and you're doing the same shit that everyone else is doing, how are you going to get picked? You know, yep. and he's talking about excuses about COVID and this and that. And I'm like, if you want to, to make sure that you're known and seen, what's making you not go to the department seven o'clock every single morning, knocking on the door and saying, I'm Scott Walker. I'm here to uh, interview for the position, blah, 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 blah. And just do it every single day. Even yeah. though they might, right? It's it's being different than everyone else. And that's what I yeah. tell everyone is, what are you willing to sacrifice today in order to get to the level of success that you want to achieve? You yep. know, I talk about three things. What drives me, my why, and my purpose. Yep. My, my why is my beautiful family. <clears throat> and so for those of you that have followed my story or my venture, you don't even know it. Uh, being a national trainer last year, I was on the road over 175 days. So that means over half the year, six months, I'm away from my family. I'm away from my beautiful kids, my seven-year-old and my two-year-old. I'm away from my beautiful wife of 12 years and I'm sacrificing. But I understand that I have to sacrifice in order, you know, today in order to live the life that I want to live tomorrow. And when you could really fine tune and look at what drives you, your purpose and your why, and you really understand that, I mean, sky's the limits of where you can go. And that's why when I'm on site day one of my on sites, I really home in mindset with the team that I'm talking to and the culture, because I want people to understand that in the trades HVAC, you know, uh, specific on this, but the trades in general, you could have financial freedom. You could have generational wealth. I mean, I know people in this industry that that are ex-cons and felons that are multimillionaires. I know yeah. people that dropped out of school with no high school GED or diploma that are multimillionaires or employees, not employers, employees that are making five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars a year. Yep. You know, sky's the limits. It is the limit. And so when you go into these businesses, what do you think? What do you do first? Because you mentioned mindset and culture. Does culture go first or does mindset go first? 
so it's going to be mindset. Yeah. So when I go, when I go into a company, what I want to do is I want to find out the mindset of people of what their mindset is going into this training, who they think I am, you know, do they think, you know, sometimes I go in there and you got the guy that's been in the trade for 30 years that's sitting folding his hands and he's stuck in his ways. But that's right? the guy that's going to put me to the challenge. And I actually, you know, a lot of people say, you know, oh, I don't like those guys, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's the guy that's going to challenge you and thrive you, right? And make you feel uncomfortable as a trainer. And yes. as I continue to say is as a trainer or in a, any type of situation, if you're uncomfortable and you could succeed, sky's the limits of what you could do when you're comfortable. So yeah. I always, you know, if I could change the mindset of that one person, when I'm in that train, I usually go for day one, all of a sudden day two, day three, so much easier because he's ranting and raving about it. And then all of a sudden everyone else is buying into it. That's so true. Yeah. And a lot of times too, like, so what I ran into and part of the reason why I left the electrical business is it's the owner had the mindset of I'm not the problem. It's my employees are the problem. So brought mm. in a trainer to train the employees, but didn't change his mindset. Yes. And it was like, Okay, so the, the trainer leaves and it's like, well, you didn't buy into anything the trainer said. So who's going to hold these guys accountable? Yeah. And that's like, where that's where a lot of people fail is they do hold the team or or the the managers or the the owners accountable to hold their team accountable, but at the end of the day, I know and understand that that doesn't happen all the time or if they do hold their team accountable because they hear it from them repeatedly, they don't buy into it, right? But when you have someone like myself that could go to a company and not just talk the talk, but walk the walk, right? So what makes my training so popular is not only do we do, you know, the, the two hour daily classroom training huddle, whatever you want to call it. But then I'm not just the guy that sits up in front and says, do this, do that. I go in the trenches with the team, right? So if they're struggling, they don't know how to battle objections. They don't know a process. It's like, all right, tag me in. I'll show you what you need to do. So if you are, you know, defeated or in a season of, of failure, you know, I'll get you out of that. And that's what I'm really good as at shifting people's mindset to understanding what is possible. You know, having an average ticket as a comfort advisor, my last year, 19,500. Tech turnover closing at 72%, marketed at 67%. So when That's people crazy. right, and then when people hear these numbers living in California, they make the excuse, oh, everything's so expensive in California. That's why your numbers are so good. You can't come here and produce those results, right? I'm telling you, everywhere I go for the last three plus years, you could drop me in any market. It's like the the billionaire show that Grant Cardone was on when they dropped him in Colorado and gave him a hundred bucks and he had to make a million dollars out of it, whatever it is. You could drop me in any market, any company. I don't need to know anything about their culture, whatever. As long as I have my process, my procedures, I will be able to continue the same results that I do anywhere that, that I can be, right? And if yep. the company sets it up, while on site and I do three calls per day, they're going to receive their ROI because I make a guarantee on that, that if we're set up three calls per day, three days, we'll be able to deliver 65 to $120,000 of revenue for you and your company in those three days. That's awesome. That's phenomenal. So when you go out on, on average, how many technicians are you riding with? 
so each company is different. So some companies will utilize me and they'll, you know, they'll have multiple technicians and they'll want me to ride with maybe three calls with three different technicians. So then I'm driving to each site, just meeting the, the guy at the call or yeah. they'll say, Hey, you know, I really want you to fine tune and work with Tim today. And they'll give me just one technician or one comfort advisor for the day. But typically what I'm doing is I'm running three calls during those three calls as well. I'm stopping by the installs because I also want to see what the installers are looking like, you know, uh, what that process looks like for them. Are they leaving trash out? Is everything organized in front of the house? How are they leaving the job site? Are they smoking cigarettes, stinking, right? Using profanity. So I want to get all those measures to see, hey, because that's the full circle of HVAC right there or the trades in general. And right. too many people don't don't take time to work with installers about how to communicate, how to talk about receiving the check or or having them sign the notice to uh, completion of the job. Because yeah. too many times we turn into bounty hunters where the installers leave the job, don't set expectations. And then all of a sudden we got to go find the money. We got to go hunt yep. the homeowner, right? Yep. And, you know, when we could communicate that thing to the homeowners, do a job walk, and make sure that we're identifying whatever promise is getting delivered. And then we're going to exceed their expectations every time. I mean, that's going to go so much further as well, but you have to also teach your installers to uh, get testimonial reviews, right? Ask for those handwritten reviews. Um, Are your installers signing, signing their installs? You know, one thing you mentioned was the electrician was posting a lot of his work, right? That's because he's proud of what he does. Yep. And so when you look at a painting, I just been a uh, art collector the last year. I've been into artwork, but when you go look at beautiful artwork, right? What does that artist do? They always sign it. They sign it, right? That's their stamp. That's their mark that, Hey, this is my Picasso. This is what I'm proud of. This is my work. So for those of you that are listening, that are business owners that are in the trades of HVAC or in the trades of general, what are you doing to have your installer show pride in what they do? So for my company, it's mandatory that installers take pride and they sign the system uh, installed by, and then there's a sticker and then they sign it. And then that's the stamp right there. So then all of a sudden, when you're going to multiple different installs, you know, oh, this is Tim's install. You understand the little different tedious things that they do, right? And then going to your installs and learning from your mistakes. Yep. That's so true. Yeah. With the electrical company, we had those, we were doing massive lighting jobs, like massive, like um, we were doing CarMax. And so mm-hmm. we, with that, you've got to like the, the crew supervisor was like, you're responsible for checking each fixture after it's been installed by your crew. And we were having the issue with quality control. And I was like, man, how do I fix this problem? Like, I'm not going to ask him to fix it, but I need to figure out a solution for this that I'm in force with him. And ultimately, it was the stickers. Like, I had the date of installation, and he had to sign off on it. And a sticker had to go, and they had, and they had to number the, the, the light system. So it was like you numbered the fixture, you put in the date that it was installed, and then you you put your initials on it. And all of those stickers got loaded up into the software. And it's like, I was able to go in and be like, dude, half the stuff, like, you're going to go back out and get these images. So... Sorry, but I don't have proof that they were done. So if somebody doesn't want to pay me a check, I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, no, all of that, all of that is so necessary. And tradesmen, 
need to take they need to take that passion and drive that what they do has value. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not just been a nine to five for you. It's not just been a get up and go to work every day for you. It's been that you're providing solutions and values to homeowners who did not have anybody to call. They needed someone to come in and fix a problem and they picked you to do it. So guess what? You are now the expert and professional who has showed up to their door with a loaded van. Your cost is your cost. Stand behind that because nobody is going to, nobody besides you is going to say what your worth is. You decide Mm -hmm. your worth, you decide your value. So if you want to barely pay overhead, great, barely pay overhead. But if you want to make enough for you and your family to go on vacation, to maybe go to private school, to drive new cars, to move into a new home, you're going to have to decide that for yourself. And that starts with valuing your job and owning what you do as a craft and a mastercraft at that. Yeah, a hundred percent agree with that. Mastercraft of that, taking ownership. You know, I got to ask you, you and your husband have a really good mindset. And, you know, in in the trades, you know, a lot of times different seasons and tradesmen, women, they get down on themselves and they beat themselves up. And a lot of times I talk to guys and girls in the trades and they feel defeated. What do you do to find yourself, you know, being able to correct when you feel like you're having those seasons of doubt or anything like that? How do you feel that fire? Well, the first thing I do is I own and acknowledge that I feel defeated. And I take that to my person, which would be him, Jason. I take it to him and I'm like, I feel defeated. I feel like, you know, maybe everything's stacked against me or whatever. And we talk it out. Like that's the very first thing I do is I acknowledge that I feel defeated. And because if you don't acknowledge it, you just live with it. Mm -hmm. And if you just live with it, you're not making any progress. And so... I acknowledge it with him and I'm like, dude, I feel defeated. And he's like, all right, cool. Let's sit down. Let's talk about it. And then he he asks me questions and he dives into, okay, well, did you just not produce enough this week? And why did you not produce enough this week? Do we need to adjust the schedule? Do you need to wake up earlier? Do you need to go to bed earlier? Like, are you not delegating tasks that you could delegate in order to feel fulfilled? Like, You've got to be able to self-identify the fact that you feel defeated. And there's nothing wrong with feeling defeated. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody feels that. Everybody has. This is is one of the big things that I live by. Everybody has a chapter in their book they don't want read aloud. Everybody. Everybody's book of life has a chapter they don't want anybody going back and reading. I totally accept that. But here's the also, the other part of that, that whole thing is acknowledgement is the power. And so, so long as you're acknowledging that you're not in a good season, you'd be surprised who comes out of your network and your crowd and of the woodwork to go, how can I help you? You'd be surprised. But we're so egotistical human beings that it's like, I can't ask for help. I can't do that. People think I know everything. No, that's not it at all. Like Mm -hmm. I, I find, so I've got what's called, I call them my tribal council. And if it's like something AV or tech related, anything like that, I'll shoot a message out to my tribal council and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And so they'll send me like, maybe they've had this experience before. So they send me a YouTube link. They're like, hey, watch this. It's got all the answers in it. Or it's like, hey, let me, they're like, let me go talk to my buddy. I think he might know. Like find yourself a tribal council 
for every sector of your life. You know, you're going to have, like for me, I'll, I'll just talk about me. Like I've got my tribal council of my PTO moms. I've got my tribal council of my divorce moms, my domestic violence moms. I've got, you know, my relationship, you know, podcast that I go and listen to. And like all the people that you've met in there, like find your tribe and your council for every season and every part of your life, because you're not going to be able to go to the same person or the same people for every aspect of your life because they're not going to understand it. Mm -hmm. So Find people who are you can admit to and that are your safe place and go, I'm feeling defeated. And then only keep the people around who are willing to challenge you out of that mindset. Don't yes. keep the people that are like, yeah, I get that, man. I've been there before. That's that's stinking thinking and that's only going to mm. multiply. You've got to find the people who are going to challenge you out of that mindset. Oh, yeah. You, you're dropping some fire right there. <laughs> so, so, you know. One thing that, that you hit on right there that I talk about is you are who you surround yourself with, right? If you, you surround yourself with negative people, you're going to be negative. You, you surround yourself with news and all this drama that's going on. That's what's going to be in your mindset, right? Yep. So, so ask yourself, who do I surround myself with? I'll tell you this. I make sure that people that I surround myself with, if, if there's opportunity in a room full of people and I'm not there, they're going to mention my name. Yep. You know, those are the people, not, not people that have their hand dissed from you, but people that are willing to help and, and grab you. And that's yeah. why I've surrounded myself with the mentors that I've, I've surrounded myself. You know, my good friend, Weldon Long has always had an open hand. Joker Sarah, yep. always an open hand. Myself yep. understanding by keeping that open hand out you're, you're helping so many more people. It's not all about me, 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 but it's how, yep. how can I create a bigger impact and understanding the purpose, right? When yep. I started this podcast um, and the training, so when I started the podcast, the podcast was designed to put individuals in the hot seat to talk about not their successes, right? We see all that on social media. I want to talk about the struggles, the struggles yeah. of maybe that Jennifer and Jason had to endure, you know, in order to get to the level of success they are. And then maybe someone on the East Coast, the West Coast, wherever it is, is listening and they get that value of information. And now it's just that little bit of information that now gets them through that barrier. Now they could yep. go conquer the world, right? And that's yep. what I really like is by what you're doing, right? You're allowing so much more positivity in this world. And that's what this world needs right now is there's too much negativity going on. You yeah. know, there's a lot of window time. What do you listen to in the window time? You know, while you're driving in between appointments. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and what do you, and like, what do you, you are what you intake. Mm. So just like you are who you are around it's the same thing. You're still intaking them. They're people, they're, they put out information. So you are what you intake. So you need to do a self-evaluation. If you're looking, if you have a shitty mindset, you are what you intake. What's the music you're listening to? What's your social feed, media feed look like? What's your TikTok feed look like? Who are you following on TikTok? Who keeps coming across? So maybe it's time that you do a purge if you've got a shitty mindset and think that you're never going to make it forward, you're following the wrong people, whether that's actual in person or digitally, you are consuming the wrong thing if you can't shift your mindset. So you need to go through and do an audit on your TikTok. You need to do Instagram, Facebook, whatever social media you're in taking, you need to change it. So if you've got a YouTube 
your YouTube podcast person, whatever, and you are like, oh man, I'm always depressed. Well, are you listening to fucking murder, murder mysteries right. all day long? Yeah, I'd be <laughs> depressed too if all I was listening to was murder. <laughs> like, you know, if, if you're if you need help, find a mindset coach. There's YouTube podcasts everywhere or podcasts anywhere. There's like I just can't like emphasize enough. You are what you intake and you are what is around you. And so if you are struggling with your mindset, it's because of the shit that you're allowing on autoplay that you don't have to allow. Mm -hmm. And and people are like, oh, I just need to delete social media. No, keep social media. Social media is amazing. Change what you're looking at. Yes, 100%, 100%. You know, I, as you're talking about what we're looking at and changing, you know, I always find when you surround yourself and go to net, networking events, or not networking events, but events in general, you know, there's a yeah. lot of trade events. People go to trade events to better themselves. A Absolutely. Lot so Absolutely. those are great ways. But at the end of the day, you got to invest in yourself, you know, just to you let do. everyone know a plug. Uh, my company, we're throwing a, a pretty big event out here in California, September 8th. And this is my way of saying thank you to everyone. Typically, our events are 1500 2500 depending on the ticket. But I'm throwing this event 100% free. You know, and wow. I got the, the legends of the trades of HVAC that are all going to be on stage. You got Joe Cursera, you got myself, you got Weldon Long, you got Drew Cameron, you got Joe Cunningham, you got all these massive names that no one in in you know my lifetime has ever put these guys all on one stage, you know, and they've been doing this stuff yeah. for 30 plus years. And I'm the first one to, to get that opportunity to put all these legends all on one stage for one day and it's out here in california so if you guys want the opportunity to go to that you could comment below or go to our website www.hvacmastersofthehustle.com but like i said that's my way of giving back to everyone to say thank you because starting this podcast five years ago i never in a million years jennifer would have thought that it would have made me a national trainer right that yeah. i would have been able to leave my job where i was making really good money to now, instead of working for the man, be the man. Provide yep. for my family. You know, Ed Milet talks about being the one. There's yep. always that one in that family. And what I need you all to understand is I am that one. I believe, you know, very, very truly that I'm the person that could completely change the trajectory of not just going from paycheck to paycheck and struggling and not getting my, my truck repoed once but twice. The second time it got repoed was my work parking lot. So, but putting yourself in the trajectory of, well, now I could produce and get generational wealth or financial freedom, or maybe if money's not a motivational for you, Hey, I want more time with my family, whatever that yeah. motivation is for you. Yeah. And I tell my kids and, and I'm, I cannot wait to get the details on this event, but I tell my kids that what I view as success doesn't mean that you have the same view of success. Yes. So ultimately, before you even get started and you decide where you want to end up, you've got to decide what success looks like for you. And for one of our kids, success looks like having no necessary home, but traveling the world. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. The other ones like success looks for me like opening up a farm and raising animals. Fantastic. My other ones like, hey, success for me means I have an X amount of money in the bank account. That's great. And I think that that also goes into your employees. Do you know what they actually deem as success? Because what you deem as success is not is not the same thing for them. 
Like they may go, hey, success for me is working three days a week. Great. Let's make that happen. Because when you're successful, I'm successful. Hey, I'm uh, success for me is I want to make this much an hour. Fantastic. Here's a plan on how we can both make that happen. You need to be sitting down and having these conversations with your technicians and truly get to know them on this level of like, hey, this is if this what success is for you. How do I make that happen? It may be success for them is, is like, I've never owned a home. Great. Let's sit down. Do you have a secondary bank account open? Let's maybe let's maybe separate some of your paycheck to where we can get you that 20% down for your yes. home. Like you've got to have these conversations with your people and and set them up and start it now. Like you can't just believe that success for them is, oh, I get to go to work and I get to clock in every day. No, uh-uh. fuck no. that. That ain't happening. Like, I guarantee you that's not success to them. And if you're stupid to think that you think that they're happy enough, happy enough just clocking in, that's not it. Maybe their no. success is like, I really would like to go to Disney World. Great. Do you have a second bank account set up? Let's get a portion of your check going. So let's get you to Disney World. Like, they're not, you don't have to say, okay, I'll give you Disney World. No, you give them the tools to work towards Disney World. And guess what? That means more to them because you taught them how to fish instead of giving them a fish. Yes. Wow. Just dropping bombs, Jennifer. (laughs) One thing that I like that you said is understanding what your people want to achieve, right? So a lot of times day one for me, isn't just talking mindset, but we also go through vision boards and goal boards. And I physically have my team purchases the board. So no one has any excuse. Oh, I didn't have any time or anything like that. And I give them a homework assignment and I hold everyone accountable. And still to this day, Um, I don't know if it's my leadership skills or me saying this, but in the last four years of me doing this, I have not had one company as an onsite not show up day two with all their vision boards. Now that speaks volumes. And I say that because no one wants to be that person, right? Especially doing this consistent for four years. But what this allows you to do is when I talk to business owners, I talk to them on a deep level, right? And I'm like, tell me a little bit about Mary. What does Mary want to achieve? What are her goals? I don't know. I don't know. Well, as a leader, how don't you know these things, right? We're supposed to be leading by example, bringing everyone to the mountaintop with us. And if we don't understand where they want to go, then there's no direction. And then you're just wandering, right? So we physically need to have them write down what their one-year vision goal is, what their Mm -hmm. two-year, three-year, five-year, whatever that is. And now we need to celebrate as a team or as a culture, right? And celebrate those wins. As they come into the office, the the goal boards and vision boards are in the warehouse or they're in the training room, wherever it is, where they could see and identify every single day. And as a business leader, right, you have to set the roadmap of, like Jennifer was saying, let's set up a second bank account. What are you doing to make sure that your employees or crossing off those, those items, right? Because yep. you have to hold yourself to that standards because I mean, there, there's a reason why you work for the company that you work for, right? There's a reason why you do what you do. If not, again, I wouldn't want to wake up, you know, doing a job that I don't appreciate or, or want to do every single day. And I know a lot of you listeners might be doing that, but these are ways that Jennifer's talking about that maybe you might not be happy with what you're doing right now, but how can we change that mindset to maybe doing what you do, but let's make you happy doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And the other, the other thing too, that I run into quite a bit, cause I, I do, I go to a ton of trade events, 
Like, you know, because I've got the other podcast, which is the Feral Business Owner Podcast. We're all here just figuring shit out. You know, like we just, we rip off the band-aid. We talk about the shit nobody wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and so I, I do, I go to a ton of, of trade events and I'm talking to contractors and like, <sighs> I just blows my mind. Yeah. They just are so far in their way. Like they just are so far in their way. It's like, y'all gotta stop. Just get out of the way and get your employees on board. But here's the other deal. Like, people think because like they don't they limit their employees because they're scared their employees are gonna become their competition. There's enough business in the marketplace for competition to exist. And if you're scared your employees are gonna go out and become your competition, they're going to come out and become your competition. You, uh -huh. If you actually had a tried and true place of employment and a place that people loved coming in and a place where they were meeting their goals and a place where all of their ambitions and wants and everything was being met and, and they would not become your competition, they would continue to be your employees. Absolutely. So you've got to change your mindset on the fact of, oh, I don't want to train them because that gives them more access to, to leave. Okay. They're going to leave anyways. So why not give them the best to make you the best while they're still with you? And one thing that I hear, always hear all the time from business owners too, Jennifer, is, you know, I, I don't know if I want to invest in training right now because I don't know if I have the right people. I think they might leave, right? Well, what happens if they don't leave? How much more money are they going to be spent? Like, why, why do you have that mindset? Like, I, I hear this stuff and I'm just like, okay, I still think we should do the training as soon as we can. I could care less because that person, you haven't fired them yet. They've been employed with you for two years now and you keep complaining about them. And it sounds like you're going to continue just keeping them on. So now let's fine tune because how much money are they costing you? Yeah. Well, and you know, and I touched on this and in one of my last podcasts with Jason was like, um, cost of doing business you've got to start off by doing a cost of business because are you charging the right amount for your services rendered? Or are you just going off of what you think? Like what's your cost of doing business legit? Because you should be able to tell by the hour what you need to be charging for everything that you offer to your employees, truck, fuel, overhead, insurance, health insurance, um, cell phone plans, vehicle tracking, inventory. Like you need to, there's so many things that go into that cost of doing business and it sucks to do it sucks. I was the one that was responsible for doing it. But at the end of the day, I was able to tell you by the hour and to that, if we had a technician call out sick, I was able to tell you what that what that van sitting in the parking lot was costing. Mm. Which so, they should know. You should know this. You should know this. If it's you crazy. don't know this, you need somebody who knows this. Yeah. You need a mentor. Yes, you do need a mentor. You need a business mentor, and then you need to get sales coaching in for your guys. And and I, I there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, and so many people just jump off into business, going, "Oh, I'm making money because there's money in my bank account." That don't yeah. mean shit. I'm glad yeah. you checked your bank account. Like everybody should check their bank account, right? But just because there's money in there does not mean that you ran a profitable week last week, or that you even ran a profitable install, for that yeah. matter. 100%. You got to be looking at everything. You know, I can't tell you how many times I do talk to business owners and I talk to them about what their profit is or their EBITDA. And they're like, look at me like deer in headlights. Like, I don't know. I'm like, so you shoot from the hip? Yeah. You know, we're probably about 15%. I'm like, all right, well, I got to see the numbers on that. So they're probably like two. Yeah. Two. Right. Absolutely. 
you know, Jennifer, what is your plan and your goal for yourself in the next year, two years? I mean, I love what you're doing. I love what I'm seeing. Thanks. Yeah. Um, a goal for myself. I want to, um, book some public speaking events, motivational speaking, public speaking, got an awesome story and testimony to share, uh, grow our podcast, our network, and just keep doing what we're doing. We're super happy with where we are in life. Um, we are here for our kids. We've got an awesome schedule. We, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm happy with where we are. The only thing I really guess want to add is that I want to do some public speaking events. So what's going to be your, uh, upcoming public speaking event do we have any you know i don't have one on the books right now it's a huge goal of mine to book something right now and to go out that's what i'm here for okay well i'm gonna get you on stage so i'll have to talk to my team about this but i have two events okay so if you want to come out september 8th you're more than welcome i could probably free up 30 minutes on stage for you so you can get in front of an audience if September 8th doesn't work for you, I'll be in Nashville throwing another event in November. I can do so, both. <laughs> so well, there we go. So what I'll do is I would love to have you, your, your listeners, anyone that wants to go to the event September 8th in Vacaville, California. It's beautiful. You're about 20 minutes from Napa. You're about an hour from San Francisco, which I highly don't recommend going there. And then if you want to drive an hour uphill, you're about an hour and a half from South Lake Tahoe, which I do highly recommend everyone going there because that is awesome. So I'm actually from California. We moved from uh, California to Texas in '93, and I grew up in a little teeny tiny town called Atwater. Atwater, okay, right outside of Fresno. Yeah, it's yes. it's tiny. Yes, I was gonna say that's like Fresno, Bakersfield. There, that's like the armpit of California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I went to a tiny little Catholic school and, um, then, you know, my parents were like, Hey, California is kind of self imploding. So let's move out to Texas. And I've been a Southern girl ever since. So, but yeah, California is where we started. So it'll be nice to go back home for a little bit. Absolutely. And I'm in Texas all the time. And I got to say it, Texas is nice, but the heat, Oh man, like I, I I get humidity because I love Alabama, but there's a whole different I think like Austin probably has the worst humidity out of out of everyone, out of like all the state or cities right there. Would you say Austin? For for heat? For the humidity. Oh, humidity is Houston. Humidity Houston, yeah, is Houston. Houston. That's what it is. Yes, Houston. Houston is the worst. Like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need it. I I don't even like Houston. Houston like smells like armpit, if not like a garbage can. Like, I'm I don't need I'm good. Um, so no, I love Austin's not bad, San Antonio's not bad. DFW like is amazing. It's growing exponentially. It's insane how fast the DFW market's growing, but everybody is like uh you know, leaving there to come here. Right. So, so what I'm excited about is this event to get you on stage. Like I said, I'll find time to get, get you on stage with my team and everything, but let's plan September 8th, California. It's a month away. I would be super honored to have you a part of it, get you up there because what I like about events, you know, social media, doing podcasts like this, 
it's great. But when you're on stage and you're in front of people and all of a sudden they can see the passion that rolls out behind it, it's like, holy crap, it goes 10 times force, right? So I would love to be able to be that person to get you on stage to fulfill your dreams. Like that's what my goal and my job is as a leader is to help people discover different avenues of different things that they want to do. So if I could have that platform of putting you on, absolutely. Heck yeah. And I'm excited to market your event to everybody, especially both of them. One you got, like you said, coming up in October or no, September 9th, sorry. And then November, like that's man. And to get me out of this heat during the peak of it, I'm okay with that. <laughs> right. I, I got to clean today. Like you got to bring Jason too, though. Okay. Yeah. He's sitting across from me. He's, he's tech, you know, he's yeah, tech he, man today. I, well, yeah. I'll bring him with me for sure. We'll, uh, we'll have the grandparents come and, and handle all five kids. We'll make sure we leave plenty of Xanax for them. Yeah. Right. There you go. <laughs> and if you want to stay an extra couple of days, we'll go side by side and we'll have some fun. It will be, yeah. so the event's on a Friday. So then you can say Saturday, Sunday, we'll have some fun. Awesome. Are you going to, Oh, he's going to pop in and say hi. Oh, he's popping in. What's up, Jay? Hang on just a second. Oh, you're on mute. What's up? What's up? What's up, bud? How you doing? How are you? Oh, dude, I'm I'm extremely blessed. I'm very honored to be on the show. And uh, you know, I was telling Jennifer, I love what you guys do because I mean, I'm sure you've been listening to me talk, but to be vulnerable and to be able to go up there with your spouse and to put this stuff on social media, um, you know, to to let anyone and everyone be exposed to you uh is amazing and i just gotta give you guys kudos because you could tell that you guys have a very very good relationship and it always takes that support system right with me traveling as much as i do if i didn't have a good support system at home if i didn't have a rock star wife to you know i talk about it when i leave every single week because i'm gone away from my kids i'm crying you know a lot of times i leave at four o'clock in the morning they're sleeping i don't want to wake them up and I'm driving to the airport in tears because I just have to sacrifice, right? Just thinking yeah. about it. Did you say goodbye? Did you kiss everybody on the forehead yeah. before you get on a plane? Yeah. Or like, what if something happens and like, is my network going to be there for my wife? And like, mm -hmm. can I truly count on everybody that's going to handle everything while we're gone? Like all of that plays into a factor of us being on that high ranking platform of helping other people. Like the sacrifice of us stepping out and leaning on our network is so much more than just us going out and helping and making these other companies thrive because we have to make sure that our home is also going to thrive when we step out and do that. That's right. Absolutely. hundred percent. Well, Jason, what do you think about uh, Jennifer going to be a part of the event? I'm going to make her part of it. Well, I missed a whole lot of stuff because I was on another meeting. <laughs> well, <laughs> Hey, so we got an upcoming event, September 8th. I got some, uh, it's the legends of the industry of HVAC and, I really love what you guys are doing and stand for. And I would love for her to be able to get on my platform and to really deliver the passion that I can hundred percent see behind the screen. But I was telling her there's a different level between passion behind the screen and the people being there live, feeling the passion. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I would love to give her the platform to do that this upcoming September. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for her. So how long did it take you all to get dialed in your camera switchers and really understand how to set everything up? Man, if you go Honestly, 
all you got to do is go watch the podcast. And talk about it. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. It's go back to the beginning because we didn't delete anything. You'll go back and see when like we had camera oh. audio and mic audio going at the same time, when we had the wrong lighting, when we had uh, the yeah. sound barriers falling from the ceiling because they weren't stuck. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> so, sound barriers. Behind, so this whole room is sound barriers, right? The studio. Yeah. So when we first bought this house, we moved into this house about four months ago. So I was so excited before we even moved in. I was like, I'm getting the studio ready. And I get all these phones off Amazon and some like uh, the, the 3M stickers to go on the back of it. And I'm yep. like, oh, it, it, it recommended it. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spent about three hours on, on these two walls right here. Mm-hmm. This one in the sidewall came back the next day mm-hmm. every single one fell mm-hmm. yeah, every single know. one <laughs> so so no, then i was like think? so then i go you know what i'm not using these 3m stickers so i bought a gorilla glue spray okay oh, i sprayed the crap out of the back of them was and i could pull these things they, they ain't going anywhere now <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, you're gonna have to replace the drywall. Like, forget. Yeah. Like, if you change something, forget yeah. it. You're just gonna have to. Do yeah, it. That's, my wife's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Yeah, hopefully it's we bad. don't have another kid because <laughs> this would probably be the kid's room, and it's gonna be a nightmare." Maybe not. Be well, yeah, I was gonna say maybe not. Just stick with like a, I don't know, like a race car theme or something. Right. It's already not that high. Like, and then if they cry, nobody's gonna wake up. Like I see bonuses, not like yeah, nothing right? negative. Nothing negative. It's funny because everyone always asks me, "Are you a Steelers fan? Or is your favorite color black and yellow?" And I'm like, "No, not at all. I'm a Raiders fan. I don't like black and yellow. It's just my company colors being gold and black really stands out." So. This is what we got in the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, so uh, you guys are going goth now? Or, and I'm like, nope, <laughs> you don't have to change color settings on any camera if you wear black. That's right. Yep. yep. 100%. <laughs> right. Hey, and, the, and, and black makes us look nice and slim, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Man, I'm, I'm super, I love what you're doing for the community. I love that you're helping HVAC technicians and business owners just know their potential, know that what they're capable of, and you're actually doing something to fix the trade. You're not sitting back and going, oh, we're going to lose the trade or we're scared of this or scared of that. Like, no, you're holding everybody to a standard so that the homeowners know what to expect and only hire someone who holds themselves to that standard. Because yes. homeowners are your number, are your first customer. And so if, you know, we've got to retrain customers to stop going, oh, I want the cheapest guy. No, you don't want the cheapest guy. You want the most experienced guy. Yeah, and yeah. you need someone. Doesn't mean it's got to be the most expensive guy. No. Nope. You just no, want to not at all. Want good people in your house. Yep, exactly. And you've got to be able to have somebody who's, here's the deal, is people aren't going to, people are going to refer you when they remember how they felt when you left. Yes. They're not going to refer you because of the price tag. They're going to refer you because of how they felt when you left their home. And mm-hmm. so. That's what you got to focus on. Quit focusing on your number Quit and start focusing on the policy, the procedure, and how to run a service call. That's what matters. Not only that, Liz, I'm going to piggyback on this because I love that what you said right there. So, you know, too many people when it comes to high-end tickets or happily involved the homeowner on a system replacement, all of a sudden, maybe they did create the relationship because they put ink on paper, but all of a sudden they get ink on paper and they rush and they leave. 
and you yep. see their tail lights and all of a sudden they get they're like man all of a sudden he got my signature and he left well that's why i like to post close right and i talk about the importance of post closing once you get the signature stay there hang out with them talk to them yeah. make them tell them congratulations on what they just purchased i mean it's not sexy like buying a car right where you can show it off to your friends make them feel good talk about buyer's remorse a lot of people you know they buy systems once or twice in their life so it's common to have buyer's remorse when you're investing 15 20 30,000 in this investment and bob and betty if you do have that feeling here's my card give me a call so i can work you through that and then I leave them with three reasons why they chose me today, because that's the emotion of why they chose you and people buy off emotion. And if I was to leave that call and they were to, you know, life happens, maybe you're three days out on an install, they go back to work, they go to church, they talk to someone, someone knows somebody, all of a sudden when they call to cancel, you bring them back to those three emotion points of why they chose you that day, that hour, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, a lot of times you could save your jobs by doing that. Yes. And for me, it was for that exact same thing that would happen for us in the electrical field was that because you've already developed that relationship and you've already established those, the homeowners already got those feelings established. They thought that everybody was going to make them have those feelings. And so it was easy for somebody to come in and then they're let down because they're like, oh, that company gave me those feelings, not any company. And uh -huh. so they, you know, people like to jump on the fact of while they, while they feel good, let me get them to switch and they forget why they felt good. So I love that, that yeah. tactic of like, Hey, here's those three things because just because you feel good doesn't mean that that next company is going to fulfill the feel good. Right. Yes. That's my mind. He asked me earlier, he was like, how do I have such a good mindset? What's your opinion? What's my opinion? Mm -hmm. I don't know. You pull the good out of everything, honey. Thank you. You do. How long have you, you two been married? We are not married. We are just engaged. Oh, see, I, I keep calling you husband. Why you got no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, I mean we it's we live as if we That's are. How so we identify. I mean, you have a great relationship. <laughs> engaged, whatever. I mean, I love, I love what you guys do. I could see the chemistry, everything. I mean, like I said. In order for me to be successful as as much as I am, I have to owe it all to my wife because I wouldn't be able to be on the road. And like I was saying, when I want to go home and I feel defeated and I feel like, hey, I want to spend time with my kids, she's the one that gives me the extra encouragement and the extra like, <clears throat> go go do it, you know? Yeah. Got this, babe. Yeah. And honestly, like your kids aren't going to remember the times that you were gone if you maximize the time that you're there. Yes. So take advantage of the time that you are present and be present. Put your phone away, you know, step out of your your studio or even and for us one of the big things cuz we do this all the time is we've got family mic night. And yeah. so we come in we and we bring them in here. We bring them in here and we just let them I free love it. They record they love it. they love it. They record their own stuff. And, you know, if they've got a friend staying the night, we get the release from the parent and you know, they record their own thing. Now they have their own episode up. Like yeah. that's the kind of stuff Empower it. Yes, empower mm -hmm. the fact because that's where we're going. That's like, where they're going ultimately. Yeah, they're going into a tech world. Yeah, yep. I mean so, YouTube's massive. I mean, look at Ryan's world, right? My boys love Ryan's world, and it's like, I mean, you got this kid. I think he's eight, nine, ten years old. He's, I mean, they got Happy Meals. You got toys in Walmart. The dude's a multimillionaire. It's crazy. 
And uh, that's what the world is evolving to. It is. Yeah. So it's all about just, you know, I, I don't pressure yourself so much that you're gone. Pressure yourself about what you're doing when you're not gone. Yes. And be, yeah. be, be where you are. So if you're gone, if you are, <laughs> that was loud. if you're home, be home, but be wherever you are. And that's, that for me has been one of the biggest eye-opening awakenings is wherever I am to be, just to be. Yeah. You know, I, I'm looking, I see that there's some, some live watchers right now. Maybe some of them have some questions for, oh, yeah. for you Should all Robert, or myself oh, that they might want to. Of, you click right, that in my thing. Pull it up. Oh, okay. For those of you that are watching live, if you have any questions for, for myself uh, yeah, about my sure. training, what I've been doing, maybe uh, you got questions for Jennifer and Jason about yeah. what they've been doing. I think this is a good little opportunity to do a little yeah. Q&A. Jason's I'm trying. Okay. Oh, you're good. I'm trying to see where they're at because we're on what four different yeah we're we're broadcasting on four different streams i got it Love i mean it. we're only reaching some people <laughs> just a little bit yeah i love it yeah i love i just i love the when somebody is empowering the trades and is willing to help is where my big thing is i just just help man just how'd you discover myself in hvac masters of the hustle um, so I actually went to, uh, was it two years ago in Vegas? They're on your page. Okay. I went to, um, what was the name of that event? It was two years ago and it was in Vegas. Um, I am drawing a blank. Was but it was Profit Rocket or? No, Nick it wasn't Profit Rocket. Joe Cressera's event? Yeah, it was Joe Cressera's. That's, yeah. But I can't remember the name of his event. I remember him, but I don't remember the name of the event. Oh. Uh. Right, I know my. Was brain. that the was that the one that was in uh, downtown Vegas? It wasn't on the main strip, but it was downtown Vegas. Uh, it was at the Golden Nugget, wasn't it? The Golden Nugget, yep. Yeah, it was that one. Yep. Ah. Yeah, so I met you there at that first event, and I just watched you and have just really just taken and listened. Like I listen so much and watch and just see what everybody's doing and are they living by what they're doing? And yes. I honestly can say that about you is you're living what you talk about. You're not going in and filling people full of bullshit. Like you are truly living on a day-to-day -day life in a, in an hour by hour interaction with everything you talk about, everything you teach, everything that you're putting out, you're putting it out from experience. You're putting it out because of what you actually live and know. And that makes, you can't make that up. Eventually walk, walk and talk the talk. Exactly. Like, and, and they talk about your online persona and it's like, no, you don't have an online persona. Your online persona is who you are in real life. And if you've got to put something on, people aren't going to know who you are when you meet them. Yep. I agree with you a hundred percent. And it's crazy to think, and I don't know if you're an introvert, but I'm an introvert. So when people see me in Las Vegas on stages and, you know, in front of a thousand people or 500 people, it's outside my norm. I mean, you guys see me, they, they see me on stage and they're like, you did awesome. And I'm like, man, you should have saw me five minutes before I went up there. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm a total mess. I, I doesn't matter how many times I do a speaking event. If it's my speaking event, whatever it is, I'm a mess. I mean, that's, that's, they did a uh, study. At, I don't know, you know, we'll say a funeral, but they say that 
people would rather not talk about the person inside the box and be the person in the box. Right. Which is crazy to me because that means that public speaking is more of a fear than death itself. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, it is. Like, you're 100% right. We got Drew that says, hey, Jennifer and uh, Jason, I love the real, the raw, the candid moments. Keep rocking it. Keep going. And he can't wait to get an invite to the September event. And uh, yeah, that's really all we've got right now. Nobody's really got any questions. But this lot, I always tell Jason, I'm like, our lives live on forever. So I'll go in and change the description. I'll put your link to your event and just keep rocking it. I can't wait to get the details lined out for September. But I'm just, I'm excited. I love what you're doing and I'm grateful for it. And I'm grateful for the community and the network that you're doing. And one of the big, like one of the biggest things for me, and I'm sorry if I've hurt any of the HVAC world, is I've been <laughs> invited to a ton of events. But when I get that public speaker flyer, because normally it's the headshots, right? Of like, hey, this is our main line, whatever. Yeah. There's no female in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'll call them out on it. I'm like, man, I would love to go to your event, but I'm not paying to hear another man speak. Like I'm done. I'm done with it. Like there are. That's why you got to have women on the platform. Women are making a huge impact in this industry, and you know we got. Isn't it awesome? Cassie, that that's gonna be you know dropping bombs. September having you on stage is gonna be dropping bombs. I love involving women in the trades that are just absolute rock stars. Which you're a rock star. Thank you. I pre- and you as well. Absolutely. And I also, I want to get, uh, I know we're live right now, but I also want to get a time where you and I could sit down uh, privately mm-hmm. and talk more on a business side yeah. of how you and your team could help us in San Diego with personal plumbing, heating and cooling with marketing and social media. Absolutely. I would love to be able to help with any of that. So have you, have you dove into exactly what you do for social media? Yeah. We did do, we did touch on right that. On. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, I don't know what your time limit is for today, but I don't know. What is your time limit? I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. good. I, I got like 20 minutes, whatever you want right, to do. Yeah, like, cool. So whatever, whatever else you want to talk about, I'm here for it. Um, I'm like, yeah. Well, back to the whole, like, you know, the man, the men panel thing. Like I've just been like, I'll just reply back. They're like, Hey, we want to give you tickets or they call you or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. Send me your lineup. Like all I want to see who's at your event first, you know, and then they'll send it to me. I'm like, no, I'm good. They're like, well, what do you mean? What's holding you back? I'm like, you don't have any women speaking. They're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, and I'm like, did you realize that like 50% of business, 50% of businesses are either 50, 50 husband, wife teams or 50% owned women owned Mm -hmm. realize that. Right. And so having her go and learn from a female speaker, that wouldn't that make sense? Yeah. Hit both sides. Right. Exactly. So yeah, it just blows my mind still that there's still such a lag in thinking about inviting female speakers or female business owners to be on a panel. And, mm-hmm. and so I went, I went to, um, I was in Fort Lauderdale this past, uh, what was that? March, I think March or April, I was in Fort Lauderdale and I was on the women's panel for speaking about women in business in the roofing business. And just like what you need to be doing and what the challenges are. And it was a really great panel, but I think we need to get away from having women panels because what's the, why, why do we need to be just a women's panel? Like, Mm -hmm. why can't we be on a panel with everybody else? Why you got to separate it? Yeah. (laughs) And I agree, you know, and it's, 
one of the one of the most impactful women that I've met in the trades, and I get the honor to do on sites with them, is Amanda Triolo uh, in New York. So Grasshopper, yeah, and you know, you talk about a powerful team right there. I mean, yeah. she's been doing speaking events, and you know, talking on stage was something that she was uncomfortable with. But as you can see, this last year, she's been on like six different stages. She's traveling. Yeah. She'll be in, uh, I think, Texas at Victor's event here in late September. So, I mean, just what women are doing in the trades in general, like you were saying, I mean, absolute rock stars. You know, they're causing and making a big difference. Women technicians, installers, Mm -hmm. sales professionals, business owners. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're in every single department now. Yeah, yeah. So I've got one of my oldest. My oldest wants to go to welding school and she wants to become a welder. So I've got three girls. And we got three girls and two boys. And so my girls, I always wanted them to know that like, you don't have to take the the, the traditional route. You don't have mm-hmm. to be the whatever society says traditional is for you. You can step out and be whatever you want. And to that, maybe you want to do something untraditional because it means less debt. And that's okay. And mm-hmm. so go to trade school, try out a different trade, do whatever you want. Because here, I'm here to tell you, it's easier to start a trade while you're young than it is to go to college, realize you don't want to go to college and then start a trade. So why not start a trade first, go into the trades, do that, and then go back to college? Because you can always go back. Like college is always and forever going to be there. It's always. Education is always there. So Drew Cameron, uh, big uh, EGI trainer, he's commenting. He said, hey, Jason and Jennifer, love the real talk. Also invite her to the September event. He'll be talking on stage. Please share some ideas on how you suggest marketing to get women to join the trades. Absolutely. You've got to first you've got to first put a ton of speakers out there. You got to put the women out there who are willing to come on stage and you've got to have you got to make them feel comfortable and invited to the event. Yeah. Uh, that's a big part of it. Like when you've got your um when you've got your 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 main, you know, banner that's going out and you've got seven male speakers and one female speaker like the odds aren't in the favor like mm-hmm. you've got it i know it's going to suck and you're probably going to have the same female speakers over and over and over again but eventually you're gonna have more like it's the same thing like even though like you just have to try like i just feel like you got there's so many out there who are trying so i don't want it to be like oh she's harping nobody's trying yeah there are companies out there who are having women come on stage and having women talk but reach out to businesses and find podcast people and maybe even like the people that you're going out and training with when you go out there and talk it's like hey what education's out there for you how are you learning like and ask them because they're going to be your feedback they're like oh well i'm learning from whatever okay cool what a networking group here's another great idea why don't you guys open up a chat for hvac side hustle people that's just females yeah Anybody can do that. Anybody can open a chat specifically for females because now you have a place for them to congregate because women congregate. We group together. (laughs) Like, and so give us a place to go. Like, that's the other thing is it's like, why don't you go, hey, we are creating a space and a place for women to come talk about what it's like to go into the field, what it's like to go, go to school, what it's like to work in HVAC offices, what it's like, like, do that. That's a great place to start reaching your community is creating a place for us to go and talk. And have a safe place to go, hey, I'm challenging this. So any, any whether it's your your company, whether it's um, any other marketing agency that's out there, 
do that. Create a create a maybe a, a page or a Facebook group or whatever. So, like for instance, the House Call Pro has Lady Pros. I was one of the founding members of that. Um, Service Titan has uh, Lady Titans page. Like create yourself a page or a group specifically for women. You you're doing yourself a disjust a discussion. I can't even talk. Disservice yeah. by not doing it. You're that that's your whole thing right there. That's that's a great place to start and making us feel comfortable and welcome is the fact that you've dedicated a space to say we're safe and we want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. hundred percent. Boom. Just dropping bombs. She's been dropping bombs this whole episode. Just bam, bam, bam. I can't wait to see what you drop on stage. That's By the way, uh, my wife just got well. those, my wife just got those pair of shoes that you just got. She showed uh, me them this morning. Yes. <laughs> She's all, look what I got. I was like, all right, cool. They're so cool. And I, I, um, I have little feet, so I shop in the kids department. So they're oh. actually kid sizes. Hers, but. hers too. Yeah. She's like five, two, nothing five, one, maybe. Yeah. I'm five foot tall on a good day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so well, so when i meet well, you a lot of people uh they think i'm small and uh, on camera there and then they see me and they're like well you already got to see me but i'm actually big right i'm 6'3 200 pounds they're like yeah. oh man you yeah. look way smaller on camera bro i'm like oh yeah <laughs> yeah and when people meet me they're like you're a lot shorter than i thought you were i'm like mm -hmm, i know <laughs> 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 But, so what are your, talk about some of your key things that you're going to be putting on at this event. Uh, so with the event, I'm going to talk about mindset, motivation, really thinking outside the box. Um, you know, other, other, you know, you got Weldon Long is going to be talking about closing and presenting opportunity when opportunity is not presented. Um, you know, Joker Sarah is going to talk about what should we do? His famous line, right? Um, mm -hmm. So it's really engaged to allow individuals to understand what's possible. Yeah. You know, that's what I like to do is, you know, there's going to be, I'm not, <clears throat> I did some trainings with breakout rooms and things like that, but I don't like the breakout rooms when they got to pick and choose because yeah. that means that they're, they're missing information. Right. Yeah. And so the last event that we did, we actually had, we did it in Salt Lake city, Utah at uh, any hour and we were able to conduct 200 contractors, but as we had breakout rooms, everyone was able to filter through each breakout room. That's so good. As they were doing tours, we had Philip Clemens who does seven and a half million. He was talking about call by call management, and then they would shift into my room talking about sales. But that was really good. And I think that's where a lot of trainers with their conferences missing is they over book their speakers and all of a sudden they get all this information which don't get me wrong you want your your events to look amazing but yeah. sometimes when you overpower and you throw you know we'll say 25 speakers in two days i mean that's a lot of different speakers and people to pick and choose from and you miss a lot of value yeah. even if they have recordings and things like that so that's one thing with hvac masters of the hustle is all of our events, even if we have 300 plus contractors, they feel very personable. Uh, you get to talk to the speakers, you get to mingle. It's not all talking, engaging. There's a lot of fun that's involved. Sometimes I bring out a hypnosis that will hypnotize everybody and they do some funny stuff. That's I mean, cool. we have a wild time. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I can agree with the being like overwhelmed with not with 
too much with what's coming at you because ultimately yeah. you're there and you're it's like trying to drink from a, from a fire hose like you're gonna miss so much information just because you're trying to take in a little bit at a time and so i appreciate that you're like slowing it down mm -hmm. and you know spreading it out because you can't you just can't you'd miss you miss too much and then to that if you the more the information that you're getting you have to also keep in mind you got to go back and implement it yes. you have to otherwise what was the point of you attending so you have to grab that information mm -hmm. like a sponge and soak it up because if you don't what was the point of going and you got to implement it right away when you get back because you forget stuff right i mean i'm so forgetful yeah. if i don't start implementing right away i mean if if i wait longer than a week out of sight out of mind yep yeah that's so true that is so true so how would you recommend on like implementing so like from the time so the events on a friday how do you transition? What into, would you recommend that somebody do, do with that, that two day break before Monday, that next Monday? So, I mean, gather all your notes, look at, look through everything. A lot of people are flying. So when you're on those planes, right. Dice, dissect the notes of what's going on, but implement right processes and procedures of what you want to do. You know, if you're not holding meetings or things like that, pick a day, every single day that you're going to hold a meeting with your team. So really dissecting and understanding a what needs to be done at the, the company and then what do they need to do to implement? Because everyone's different, right? Yeah. Every company that comes to an event has different struggles, different seasons, different walks of life that they're in. So each person might have to implement something else. But just know that, you know, don't be fearful to, to make change within your company because that's where a lot of business owners and managers fear is, hey, if I go back in and I start changing this, I might lose my install team or I might lose my technician. Don't be fearful. Don't be handcuffed to your employees. You know, I had a, a podcast last no longer, week with Tommy Mello and he stated that. Yeah. You no longer, you are no longer in control when you allow the fear to control you. Yes. And so if you're in fearful that, your employees are going to leave or you're going to not have anybody left, regardless if you put them through training or not, that's a still vow. Like that fear's still going to live. Yep. Like, so make the changes because ultimately the changes are already going to be set in place for the person who replaces them. Yes. So yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys are all shaking your head. Yeah. Like, what else are you going to say? <laughs> no, no, no. So, so I, I just wanted to ask this question. What are you excited about now knowing that you're going to be presenting on stage? Be in the fire, bring in the fire, be in the fire and letting everybody know that to not be scared, jump off, take, take and don't be what's holds you, but don't be what holds you back. Don't be, you came here for a reason. You just have to make sure that when you go back to work for that next, very next day that you're there, you're taking that reason and you're exploding it and you're bringing the fire back to your business and you're setting it completely on fire and you're just running with that heat. Like you came to this event to learn something and what did you learn? How are you going to implement it? Are you going to have the right mindset? Like you came because either one, you were like, this is it. I don't know what else to do. Or you came because you're like, okay, I've done everything. I've done all that already. I need something else. I need something else. Like you came with one, either one of those mindsets and you've got to now decide what you're going to do. Uh -huh. You're either going to go and do everything that you learned or you're going to go and go, yeah, that was a cool event. 
And I want to, I want to close it with this. Uh, life is too short. And the reason why I said that is I had the opportunity to talk to a business owner last Thursday mm-hmm. and it was on, on a uh, zoom. And this gentleman was super, super excited to get his company to the next level. He kept saying, I just need a piece of the pie, Jason. I just need a piece of the pie. Well, just to let you all know, talking about life is too short, he ended up passing away over the weekend. So I had a training schedule with him and his team for an online training tomorrow, which is Thursday. And Monday, I had a call from his wife saying that, unfortunately, uh, you know, something happened over the weekend and he's no longer with us. And you talk about life being too short and, you know, right now is the time, you know, you ask people, Hey, what, you know, Hey, I'm going to start working out, but I'm going to start working out on Monday. Right. Why Monday? Why, why wait next month? Why wait till January for whatever it is? Right. Why can't you stop right now? You're listening to the podcast. When we end the podcast, why can't you start taking action now and not just taking action, but taking massive action? Yeah. Because I want to tell everyone that's listening to this podcast, you have greatness inside of you. You have to dive in, believe in yourself and pull that beast out because if if I went into a call or if I went to the mindset of Jason Walker and not pulling out the beast of J-Dub Moneymaker, right? Uh, I I can't look my my kids in the face and say, hey, you know what? I apologize that I can't take you to Disneyland because I'm too much of a chicken shit to ask for the order, right? Or to to deliver the va- the highest value to customer service to my homeowner. Yep. Like that's what you have to do is you have to wake up and not just give a hundred percent, but give 120%. And I ask this question all the time is ask yourself, are you giving a hundred percent? Are you giving 90%? Are you giving 80%? A lot of people start raising their hand around 80 and 70%, right? But what you have to do if you're a person that's coming to work at 80%, 90%, uh, even 100%, it's, when you feel like you're at a hundred percent, there's still more potential, yeah. right? And then this is when you use that mentor and that coach to push you that extra 20%, because I'm yeah. telling you, your hundred percent isn't your hundred percent. Nope. I promise you there is yep. so much more potential that you have inside of you. You just got to believe in yourself like I do. Yes, absolutely. And, and to that with, you said life's too short. I 100% agree. And it's easier to pivot than it is to start. So just start and pivot. And that's 100% what we've done for for Jason and I. Like we we just started and we made small changes. We identified what we wanted to be better and we pivoted and we pivoted and we pivoted and here we are. Boom. Love it. Mm -hmm. So y'all are rock stars. Yeah. Prayers out to that family. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 100% prayers out to that family. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to jump off, but I just got to say, I love everything that you both are doing. I'm super excited to get you a part of the event. Anything that I could do to elevate you and to help you out, please let me know. Absolutely. Um, I'm here to, you know, give you that that extra catapult. So anything uh, other than that, I'm excited to see you. I'll put you on the marketing piece and let the team know. Fantastic. All right. Cool deal. Well, as, uh, as we say on the podcast, fade me out, baby. Appreciate you guys. Bye, guys. Have a good afternoon. <laughs>